Okay, so you might have heard um, our first part. This is part two of our sort of time to our countdown of the tracks of the year. Um, joined again by Pete. Say hello, Pete. Hello. Cool. Um, so yeah, we, we've got like ten more tracks to go through, and um, this is um, a band we both saw very recently. But I think you saw them twice this year, didn't you? It's Bismuth. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think they've they've really impressed most people they've seen this year. Really, um, this is um, a really long track called "The Dying of the Great Barrier Reef," which is absolutely amazing. I mean, I listened to it the other day, and it's it's just such a dense track and I think it kind of lives up to what they do live as well doesn't it yes yeah and it was I know it's awkward for the, uh, the podcast because it's 32 minutes long but it, it's um, it is one of my favorite tracks of the year so it, they are you know they're, they're incredible um, incredible live and it, it, it's sometimes with bands like this who are kind of you know they're, they're not a total drone band or anything like that but you know verging on that they're, they're obviously a doom band but you know getting into these really long form um journeys of tracks it's hard you know sometimes i find anyway that um I, you know I'm, i prefer it live than i do on record and but this one kind of really did equate and really does uh provide an experience listening to it at home as well as uh in the live setting definitely i think the other day we were talking about um, you know how how they might have flipped a switch for you with like drone music as well because it's not the easiest of genres to sort of get into, yeah. is it? No, not at all. And uh, you know, I think there's a few. I could have had a separate list, which I've had a few more bands like this on here. I think uh, Vile Creature, who we saw. Uh, I think you know Vile Creature, kind of good example as an album. I thought it was amazing, <clears throat> um, and the the gig we were at. Um, they were they were amazing as well there and um, but I you know I, I can't quite necessarily pin down to a single song um, and you know it's more the kind of you stick the album on and, and live through it rather than actually kind of picking out songs which is what we do with our lists we don't do the albums um, but with this being like a big 32 minute song it, it kind of fit there the other one I think was Bong as well Bong put on a, a, a really great album out this year uh, and we both saw them at uh, Damnation Fest, and they were, they were amazing there. So there's quite a few of these bands listed. You know, that, um, I think what, what you were alluding to when we were speaking is that I kind of some of the Jones stuff actually clicked on record uh, for me for the first time. I think bands like Earth and Sun, um, you know, obviously kind of known about for many years. You know, I saw Sun. Um, I don't know. I think their ninth gig ever, um, and. Uh, we saw them in Bristol. They were unbelievable. Yeah, that uh, was a Temples Festival a few years ago, which was one of those kind of really memorable moments where the whole warehouse they were playing was vibrating. And I think they actually broke the PA that weekend. I think there was some sort of delay the next day because they had to replace speakers or yeah. something. So it's one yeah, of those legendary yeah. gigs. Yeah, and when we saw Earth, I think, do you remember we saw Earth in Manchester many years ago? Uh, in a in a theatre, um, and everybody there kind of it was such a, a, a strange atmosphere. The people kind of dropping in and out of sleep. Everybody there was kind of in this real kind of meditative state, um, and it was a real experience. So I've always enjoyed it live, but this year something I don't know why. I um, maybe mm-hmm. just listen to people bands like Vile Creature and Bismuth, 
um, for some reason, it just actually really clicked as, you know, it's actually something I want to do is, is actually sit down and spend the time listening to these songs, which, you know, and sort of immersing myself within them. Uh, I think so, that's a good way to put it, actually, like the, the immersive thing, because like, mm. you know, you do have to kind of give yourself away, you know, give yourself in. I'll start that again. You sort of have to give yourself over to sort of immersing yourself in the actual music. It's quite a sort of meditative process, I think. I mean, I've picked, because the track's like 32 minutes long, um, we have done a sort of excerpt, so if you want to get it, you can get it on Business Bandcamp. Um, but I've picked a part where it sort of goes from like very shimmery kind of um, almost suspended kind of drone stuff into like quite a doomy, heavy bit. And that kind of shows what they do within this track. But, that, you know, I'm really redu reducing that down. It is 32 minutes for a reason. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, we've we've reviewed them a few times on the website over the years, but I think this is probably the best work so far. This is from what I can tell. I, yeah, I, I agree. I think they're just they're growing, um, and hoping, you know, hopefully it'll continue. But you know, we saw, I think the other gig I saw them at, they were supporting uh, Primitive Man, um, and you know that was kind of a real uh, eye opener for me. I thought they, they're absolutely amazing. Then you know I already knew they were great, um, and then sort of. That, you know, I think there was a split with Legion of Andromeda, then the album, and then seeing them again. It's just, just this year alone. I thought even sort of last, you know, sort of a six month period. They, um, it was kind of real kind of momentum going them, and hopefully that'll continue. Definitely. I mean, I think I watched about half of this gig that we're talking about with um, earplugs in, and it worked. And then I took them out, and it it just sounded that much better. So I think they'll definitely have been worth going slightly deaf for as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Shall we listen to the track then? This is um, the slow dying of the Great Barrier Reef.
Okay, so um, one of the surprises last year, I think, like with there's been a few surprises. I think Pigs was on the other one. Um, but yeah, Daughters um, came back with what some are saying is their best work ever, and I tend to agree. I mean, this album it's just insane um kind of takes in a lot of their early uh strange guitar uh, tone and, and sort of the way they played the guitars right up the necks um but it's coupled it with this really sleazy strange sound um and i've picked a song um that kind of sums it up for me it's the last track on the album it's called guest house and it kind of it's about someone trying to get in somewhere and it's it just sounds like a a nightmare, I, I always think. Um, I've listened to it a few times since we were sort of talking about, um, you know, our best tracks of the year, and I think it just takes you somewhere else. I mean, I've heard other podcasts um, sort of describing it as too difficult to listen to on a regular basis, and I'd agree with that. You have to kind of, again, you know, immerse yourself in it. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, compared to to the early stuff, I know I know we've talked about this uh, sort of off air. Like um, the first album, it's like ten minutes, ten tracks, and it's pretty grindy and strange. But this is kind of a bit more nuanced and grown up, I'd say. Yeah, that surprised me because I mean, you know, what we were saying was that, that my experience was uh, from like Canada songs, which is I think fifteen years old now. Um, yeah. And back then, you know, back then I was, you know, everyone was kind of raving about it. You were raving about it. A lot of our friends were. Um, but I was kind of primarily into Stoner Rock at the time. Just didn't get it. Um, when I started to get into the more of the kind of the weirder, uh, heavier, you know, sort of, and the oddball hardcore type stuff, I, I, I did go back to it, um, maybe a few years ago, and I still didn't get it. Um, <laughs> and then you know kind of read everything read a lot of people kind of them coming back is it i'm, I'm not sure if they were they um did they go into hibernation of the have they released albums since in between I, I actually don't know to be honest. yeah they did um they did hell songs which was after canada songs and that sounds a little bit like this album and then they did right. a self-titled one in about 2015 or something but they've been off and on in terms of um a band i think they're in a lot of other bands at the same time and yeah. I I honestly thought they'd gone I thought that was it I think yeah. I remember them playing some sort of farewell gig or or something years mm-hmm. ago but then yeah this this album's just kind of hit everyone for six I think um mm-hmm. I know a lot of my friends yeah, yeah. I enjoyed um, it. yeah. It, it like but like I say it is very claustrophobic and it's very sort of um you can't approach it lightly um which is why it's not number one but it's it's definitely one of my favorite records of this year it's really impressive yeah. Yeah. Well, number five is not bad. Yeah, number five is not bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll play this. It's called um, Guest House.
this next track is possibly one of the strangest we've ever played on the um, Nine Hertz podcast, and that's saying something. Um, Pete sent me this uh, a few months ago, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I couldn't make sense of it straight away, but I loved it straight away. And it's just the way it's the weirdest um, music you'll possibly hear this year. Um, and you know we're recording this on New Year's Day, so this year as well. Um, it's just odd, isn't it? Japanese two piece, I think. Yeah, um, it's on a split with Bismuth, which is how I came across it. Um, yeah, and it it's, you listen, you go, what the fuck am I listening to? Really, <laughs> you know, is it this is this is stupid? Stupid, yeah. I was gonna, yeah, <laughs> it's, um, it, that's your first impression, and then you kind of listen to it again, and you think it's just deranged. And then you listen to it again, and you think, "Why the fuck am I listening to it again?" And you don't know why, and it's just absolutely kind of addictive. And then I realise I'm listening to it all week long, and um, it's hard to explain what it is about it. I mean, the other thing about it is where you think, "Oh, this is extreme." You know, it's extreme kind of metal. Actually, it's not really that heavy. It's just um, it has an unbelievable um, density to it, which is. And, and kind of frightening um, manner to it, which yeah, which kind of makes you think it's there, but it's not. It's just it's actually just so kind of um, oddball and, and uh, manic. Yeah, you just don't know why. And like I say, I kind of I listened to it and eventually found myself, you know, kind of um, loving it. It's passed Absolutely. it on to you and said listen to this and you were like oh my god what the hell are you listening to <laughs> and then I remember you kind of messaged me a few days later when I'm, I've listened to nothing since so you'd gone yeah. through the same thing <laughs> it's... Absolutely I mean I think you say like um, manic is the right word for it and a bit scary as well like like you said it's it's kind of I, say, I mean the one thing though you say manic but it's very 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 controlled isn't it, it yeah. the whole point is it's 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 almost structured so it's manic's almost the wrong word for it because because you know the kind of the repetition which you know obviously repetition within doom and drone and all these things is you know it's not new it's not um <clears throat> it, it's a key component it can be a key component but here it's so kind of controlled not in a kind of you know manufactured way but just it's so central to it um you can't believe that they just keep it going, and it's through the vocals. It's the vocals that run this. No, it's not kind of big, you know, grimy riffs or yeah. you know, industrial notes. It's pure. You know, the vocals really run that kind of um, circular motion of, of which you just can't believe goes on and on and on. Yeah. And I don't know what it is about it that, but it is addictive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's it's um, it almost sounds like a machine, but it's like an organic machine. So it's like very regimented and very sort of repetitive and it's the same phrase over and over and over again on each song yeah. Yeah. but somehow you can tell that they're actually doing it live they're not just recorded it once and repeated it you can tell there's like little mm. imperfections oh, yeah. in it which yes. make it yeah, sound yeah. like all the more authentic oh yeah no, so, if it was if it's programmed you'd tell and it wouldn't it 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 sounds shit this does feel you know like like so yeah i, I agree the, 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 it could lapse into that but it doesn't it does feel organic Okay, and I think, you know, um, there's, there's bands out there in that, in that darkness, but there's nothing that sounds like this. No, I mean, um, they call themselves war metal in, in sort of some of the descriptions, which I can kind of see. Right. Yeah, I think, I mean, I associate war metal with, you know, there's, there are 
you know, there's a lot of bands out there. They're kind of, I don't know quite what that defines. I've seen that defined, you know, whether that's through um, like Destroy 666 to Portal to, you know, all this. Yeah. I, I don't quite know. To me, to me, it's might, this might not be. Up, but I think of it in the same realms of, of drone. Really, I think it's that kind of because of the repetition. Mm. It has that kind of element to me. To me. It's definitely got something um, psychedelic about it as well. It's it's kind mm. of that kind of it's tapping into it like that. Well, you know, like shamans used to dance and 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 scream for days on end, didn't they, for religious purposes and stuff. And that could be sort of seen as what they're trying to do here. You know, yeah, trying to conjure yes. something up that's not there. And yeah, yeah, and I think yeah. I mean, the one thing to say is like for all those, it's not you know, it's not like it's a twenty thirty minute impregnable. Uh, track either it's you know i can't remember how long maybe five minutes or so so it's you know they do know when to kind of cut it so it's still something you can really engorge as one go i really want to see this played live because i i don't know yeah. how i'd react i don't know how it would no it could go either way that couldn't go anywhere yeah that. you could have an amazing <laughs> time or you could just like be like this is this is yeah. the worst thing i've ever seen so yeah <laughs> we'll let you um sort of decide for yourself um I think the um, the track we've picked is called Despotic Flagellation, so that's a pretty good description of their music as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. 
Right, so we were sent this back in March, we, we think, um, and it's very rare we get um, CDs sent anymore, so so when we do, I, I kind of make sure to listen to each one. I don't know about you, Pete. Well, yeah, except it's your address, isn't it? So it yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I get all the CDs these days, so yeah, it's it's very rare we get some, some stuff through, so I do try and listen to everything we get. We used to get, I mean, this is nostalgia taking um, over again, but we used to get sent tons didn't we like tapes vinyl cds were almost like a problem used to have like (laughs) your doormat would be you know oh yeah daily yeah yeah um and it wasn't all good um but we used to have like listening parties almost uh we'd go right we we haven't listened to we've got over 100 releases to to look through um some of it's really good we need to decide what we're going to review what we're not going to review whether it's relevant i remember sitting around your flat once and we had like like a massive envelope just full of stuff. Yeah. And um literally giving each one thirty seconds or so. Yeah. Or flipping through a few tracks and just trying to decide which one's which. And that those days are gone. Like <laughs> we've got to be honest, they you know, the days of um regular post bags full of mm. brand new CDs have, have gone. But it's not to say that we don't get as many uh you know, uh submissions anymore. But um the novelty that is, you know, still there for me when I get you know these nice sort of um, bubble wrapped um, packages (laughs) through the post so yeah one of these was uh, Gravelines Um, their record label sent me it and it it really impressed me I put it on in the car for months and months and it just it got to me I think it's it's quite um, strange because I think we I don't know if you saw them before this year Pete no I don't think I did I think I saw them about two or three times and I always thought they were okay but this album is so ambitious and so um, mature that I I, yeah. I was really impressed by it. It's um, yeah, fed into the Nihilist engine uh, by Gravelines, which is on a really good label as well. It's um, I think it's New Heavy Sounds who um, have put out all sorts of stuff this year. So um, yeah, it's just kind of strange, like. Um, it's doom. It's definitely doom, and it's it features a lot of people from a lot of different bands from Brighton and London. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was getting mixed up to be honest uh, between a lot of those other bands. I think you know, particularly like Sea Bastard, yeah. uh, uh, Wolf, uh, is it Dead Existence? I think as well. Yeah. Um, but and and was it uh, was it the HRH Stone versus Doom? We saw them this year. Or am I just completely mixed? Or was that last year? Anyway, I think so. I think I've, I've yeah, yeah, I've seen them. And... I've seen them in a variety of places. They're always good. Um, yeah, but I think what's different about them is like they do have that kind of tone that Sea Bastard and all those other bands have, but it's the clean vocals and the um, the sort of quieter passages that are interesting for me because they've got very long, drawn out songs, mm. and the lyrics seem to be quite sort of cynical and um, some of them are quite personal. I think. So it's quite interesting to hear that within Doom because often you get like, you know, a bit of fantasy, you get a bit of like misanthropic stuff, you get a bit yeah. of anti-religion stuff, maybe stuff about people, you know, from long ago and, and things like that. But yeah. you don't really get much. This is almost like political in parts. Um, and it probably just is like the, the general sort of climate we're in at the moment. But yeah, it really spoke to me, this album. It's really quite clever. And yeah, yeah. Good. 
I think the, the, the track I've picked um, is quite a long one. It's sort of quite winding and it ends in kind of like a almost gothy um, sort of spoken word, word part, but not in the kind of um, trad doom style. It's quite sort of forward thinking. So, yeah, I guess people can kind of take from this what they will, but um, it really kind of, kind of hit me. I'm even having the CD um, this year, <clears throat> I actually went out and bought the vinyl as well. Um, so that sort of shows you how good this album has potential to be for nine hits listeners. So yeah, what what do you reckon to it, Pete? Yeah, I, I, I do like them. Um, uh, you know, and there another take on that. You know, that shows kind of the one thing with uh, Doom in in this country at the moment. You know, that you, you could easily point to. You know, I, I've gone a lot about how kind of it's, it's a huge scene at the moment and it's a uh, productive. And uh, um, I'm trying to think of the right word. Uh, well, it's very, it doesn't it? Yeah. Everybody's kind of, you know, the fact that it's, 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 it's it, the fact that it is a, is a growing scene is, is helping to to um, sprout new areas and new bands and new styles. And what's what the Gravelines are another kind of arm of this, or where where it's they, they don't necessarily sound um, just like anybody else. They've got their own kind of niche, so they're not kind of brand new or anything like that. But they're they've got their own style they sound different there's a real kind of i think you said i think you said anyway maturity to them um and it's brilliant for it
So, Marijana, um, this is a band that we've played on the podcast uh, before. Uh, Joe from Kurakuma um, selected this as part of his uh, back in sort of February, March time. But um, I think you discovered it in the meantime, didn't you, Pete? I did, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and adore it. Yeah. Um, I think I think Joe picked a different song from memory. But, he did, yeah. Um, you know, he, he, he was obviously wrong. So <laughs> the, um, this... They're uh, the kind of members of Worm Rot uh, from Singapore. Yeah. Um, and absolutely love this. This is kind of stoner rock, pure. Well, stoner rock purity. It's absolutely kind of amazing. It, t- it takes all the tropes out of that music, which are, you know, like detrimental and which have become passe um, in the last 10 years and just gives it life and sort of feeling. And this song, just as soon as I heard it, I knew it's kind of. I knew I was going to be playing it tonight, basically. Which, you know, many months ago. Um, the album's been out a long time, but it was beautiful song and a beautiful album. And you know, if you look at the, you know, the name of the band and the artwork and everything, it's all kind of, you know, it's a pure kind of stoner rock as we know it. But this just this gives me thrills. It makes you know, kind of hairs on my arms stand up. Real joy. Um, and I, I can't really say much more except I absolutely adore it. Yeah, I think it's 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 great in this day and age that like even after fifteen or so years of doing Nine Hertz, um, we're still finding stoner rock that can kind of speak to us like that. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's it's rare. And what I think is amazing is like it's members of Worm Rock doing something completely different and like yeah. still killing it. Oh And yeah. still making it sound like this. Yeah. So How talented must you be? You know. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, sort of like engaging music. I really, really like this as well. So, um, I don't think there's much more to say. I mean, um, the song's called All Hallows Eve, um, and it's off an album called um, Till Marijana. So, um, yeah, we're just going to play this.
so this is um, one of my finds of the year, and I think um, I think I shouted out um, several podcasts last time, but I think it was um, Into the Combine, which uh, threw up this one. So a death metal band, I guess, um, from New York uh, called Imperial Triumphant, and apparently their previous output is a lot more kind of um, black metal and strange, but they've got a bit more deathy and a bit more portal sounding for this one. And this just blew me away. It's like really strange, um, miasmic kind of death metal, but with horns in there as well. So, yeah, I think you liked this one as well, didn't you, Pete? When I sort of I did, said yeah. it over. Um, uh, no, I, I kind of reviewed it. Um, yeah. I, I reviewed it. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Remember, you were at a gig uh, recently, weren't you? Like, Listen to this band. I'm like, you obviously reviewed don't read my reviews. Right? <laughs> <laughs> or not as often as I should, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> what do you mean? Or like, yeah, always. Um, no, I did enjoy it. I, I was a bit kind of I was slightly pessimistic in the review, um, saying it, it, it's almost too obtuse. Um, yeah, I can but, get that absolutely. Uh, and I think I've, I've listened to it since, especially since kind of you know I knew we were going to be talking about it again. And maybe that's a bit unfair. It depends what mood you're in. You know, so this music is meant to be like that. It's hard, you know. Um, but with all the kind of the brass and um, the weird horn sections, it's um, it is it is oddball, and that you know, and, and that's that's got to be celebrated. Um, yeah, and I'm glad I've got you got it in it to be honest, because it is unique in that sense, and it's different from you know, it's it's, it's better than having a, another bug sound to say death metal releasing it or or doom releasing it. Exactly. Uh, I mean, I think I'm just a weathered um, metal fan to be honest, and like this is. Whenever some someone does something strange with a genre, I'm like, yes, right, let's listen to this more. Mm. Let's have more of this. Um, and they they definitely have impressed me. I think the only band I can think that do the same thing with brass is that Five the Hierophant that we saw oh, yeah. last year at Dreadfest, and they're, they're, I think they're from like Hampshire or something. Mm. But um, they do a similar kind of thing, and I think brass is probably like one of the least used instruments in in heavy music. Really, um, if we're thinking about it, um, that's probably for a reason. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's just got connotations with Scar, I guess, and and sort of, you know, big band music rather than something like this. So, um, yeah, I can probably see why. But they dare to bring it in, and why not? It sounds fantastic. It sort of suits the atmosphere of it, and i i got like a an Arancy pazuzu sort of darkness from this as well I don't know if you saw that yeah i see that i got that definitely yeah uh, um i think there's you know a, a, a psychedelic element like um uh, which which you can kind of really if, if you know in the right setting at the right time you can really um you know you, you lock into and if if you hit that moment with this band you know and, and with Aranzi and with a band like say I don't know if you know Dark Buddha Rising, you know, someone like that where um, you, you're kind of right, it clicks and you get yeah. it. And for all its strangeness, that, you know, every ter- every odd turn it takes, you, you kind of go with it. And um, that's what I take from this. And, you know, that, that I mean, that's what I love about Ramsey and what about all these other bands. So I think you can get that from uh, Imperial Triumphant. Definitely. And I don't know if you've seen what they look like on stage, but they basically no. all wear... <laughs> well, they, I think they sort of paint themselves as like a cult and a bit bizarre. Um, so in the same vein as Petushka, they, they wear like capes and then they wear these right. weird gold masks 
Um, oh, yeah. Which gives it a bit of a haunting quality when they're playing such technical stuff. Mm. They've got these like unflinching golden faces on stage and they're all the same. Um, yeah. So it does look a bit strange. Um, yeah. Yeah. Did we, we saw Batushka, didn't we? And um, yeah, I, I remember some, someone, I think, well, it might have been you, came up to me afterwards about how weird did they look? And I, thought, I, and I thought, I either didn't look at the band or I'm so drunk, I just didn't look like <laughs> anything differently. And I don't know what it is, you know, but I, I you know. Yeah, I don't think it was me because I could—I literally couldn't see them. There were so many people yeah. in that room. Well, that, um, that makes me feel better than maybe yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they wear kind of like robes and and sort of go for the whole monk thing. But right. um, yeah, yeah, I yeah. was—I was jammed up against a load of people on the balcony and I couldn't see a thing. It sounded great. I yes, really enjoyed yes, it, but yeah, yes. it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't experience. the greatest experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see them in a proper venue, you know, like when it's their yeah. gig sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, so should we listen to this? This is um, Gotham Lux um, by Imperial Triumphant.
we're um, we're moving through this podcast quite quickly, but um, we're sort of darting from one artist to another um, on this uh, part of the uh, top twenty. So um, we've gone from kind of very sort of strange um, death metal-y sort of warped stuff to one of the most mysterious bands to exist at the moment, I think, called The Armed. Um, now, I've read up on this and no one really knows who's in this band. Um, I know that the Converse drummer Ben Collar is on this release, but apparently he got tricked into drumming on it. Is that right? God knows. I didn't know all this. Yeah. Um... I, <laughs> <laughs> I, knew, I knew he was a drummer. I didn't know all this. It's news to me. But, you know, great. Carry on. Yeah, so... Um... I mean, it's it's amazing, sort of weird hardcore stuff with loads of strange keys and really weird effects and riffs and stuff. But yeah, apparently he got asked to do this the same time as they were recording the last Converge record. Okay. And um, he got loads of weird tracking um, sort of guide tracks to drum to. So he just did it without really thinking. And then it came out and he was like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm on it. And he was only... He only agreed to do it because it sounded so strange and it was all these really weird methods we used to make him to do it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the... I think, yeah, it's a weird... I mean, I, I, I don't know anything about that. I've got to be honest. Um, the What I love about this song, most of all, and, you know, as a lead-in, is, is the ending and the drumming yeah. on it. Um, and as a kind of, you know, I've reviewed for Nine Hertz for uh, 15 years now. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I'm non-musical in every kind of way possible. I am completely useless in music. I don't, I don't kind of understand any of the kind of musical elements. I just enjoy what I hear. Yeah. Um, I love this track primarily, but not solely for the drumming, uh, which is a kind of a revelation, really. Uh, the last uh, two minutes of this track, I kind of, um, if you listen to it, does it, it just sort of it. it gives over to this weird uh, guitar, kind of, um, kind of Tom Morello histrionic um, guitar noise, which is, is brilliant. But then, uh, and I listen to it and listen to it. Um, I think it, if I remember rightly, and hopefully I'm right with this, it's dead on two minutes from the end. It just suddenly kind of kicks into it and they are, uh, the guitar is just so, you know, it's brilliant. It's really good. It does remind you kind of the, the, the kind of the odder Rage Against Machine stuff. Um, and then I, I listened to it, listened to it, and I thought there's actually something more to this. And it was, and I kind of primed myself to listen purely to the drums beneath that because it is just guitar and drums, and the drums are unbelievable. Um, yeah. I've, you know, like I said, I don't hear stuff like I don't hear individual instruments normally, and it would definitely it's very kind of out there with this track. But what he does on that is is thrilling. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not a revelation to say that Ben Collar's a great drummer, but on this, no. he's just showing how how good he is. <laughs> yeah, um, I think at I the think moment he's he's asking for some money, or or some people have set up some um, sort of fund for it because he's injured his hand or something. Oh, so um, yeah, if, if people want to search that out, they can. Um, but you know what he does in Converge is very sort of converge and. <laughs> To see him drumming in something else that sounds this good and and this different as well, yeah, is quite interesting. Definitely, yeah. I think. I mean, this is my number two of the yeah. year, and this this is the the track that I least identify with my typical typical yeah. <laughs> type of music out of the lot by miles. Yeah. You know, even if if you took my top thirty, this would be. Yeah, it's my number two. Um, 
and because I've got to admit that this is a song probably I've listened to most all year. That's interesting. Um, yeah. Without you know, without doubt, I kind of I, I, it's it's thrilling. There's a whole the first you know the first few minutes of of, of the the bulk of the song is um, there's almost I, I think I wrote in the, in the review at the time was um, an eighties indie uh, gothy indie you know like Cure or uh, there's a bit of that vibe to it. Uh, before lunch, and it's this amazing ending. And I actually think probably there's better songs on the album. Um, so there's real kind of raging and hardcore songs on it. There's there's uh, bands that sound like Dillinger or Rollo Tomasi. Um, it's a real kind of um, interesting, arty album, and in a good way. Um, yeah. You know, to sort of, I don't want to say kind of, it's not post rock or anything like that. It's, um, you know, weirdy, hardcore stuff, and and great for it all the way through. Mm. It's definitely uh, out there, and it's it's almost like um, some elements of pop music in there, just like the yeah. sensibilities. And I think um, we've talked about this before, but the um, the album cover ju- is just beautiful. It's like a sort of it yeah. looks like something you find in a glossy magazine somewhere. It's the, I mean, you could almost imagine that. Um, winning awards just for a photo you know it's it's just mm-hmm. incredible uh, I won't yeah. describe it I'll just let people look at it themselves and even the logo <laughs> is, is just it's a work of art and, and then to find the album is equally breathtaking yeah. is yeah, yeah really satisfying I mean, there's a kind of there's the track I think it's the track before this one before uh, Luxury Themes called Fortune Daughter and that equally I love these two tracks the same uh, Fortune Daughter is just raging all the way through um, and the vocals are going for it, and I think if if I remember right, the kind of the, uh, the the lead vocalist, if there is such a thing in this band, who knows? Um, it's more the secondary vocalist, and then kind of the kind of female vocalist takes over, and um, really amazing. Uh, I, I kind of really push people to listen to both these tracks, if not the whole album. Yeah, I'd um, say the album's like a, an experience yeah, as a whole. Yeah. It's, um, it's very just, good. You know, it like gets, you, gets you on your feet. You know, it's kind of, it has got a kind of pop vibe almost to it, but heavy as fuck as well. Yeah. I, I really kind of um, have listed this, you know, consistently, at least once a week, every week since um, since we reviewed it in, I don't know, April, May, something like that. Yeah. Um, and you've got to kind of, you know, like I said at the start, at the start of the uh, last podcast of our top twenty, top twenty combined countdown is that you've got to give over and like if if you can create your top ten, just give over to what you've listened to the most because that's the yeah. best tell of what the best music is in your eyes. And this by far, you know, like all right, I've got you know it's my number two, not my number one, but still, it, they, it, this this track, I think the thrill of the last two minutes. Um, you know, I've I've played this song, um, Luxury Themes, to my workmates who are into techno and into Luther Van Joss. <laughs> because, <laughs> because, and I'm like, listen to it, listen to the drums. Well, I mean, to be fair, with the techno guys, a, a drummer, and he just sat there and went, uh, I've no idea who he does that. Yes. You know, we were drunk, and, and he probably didn't appreciate it, but still. That's why you love music because you know, like tracks like this, just give you a thrill and give you kind of get you on your feet and putting your hands in the air, or at least me anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this album "Only Love" has just been a revelation for me this year. I mean, 
there's not much that sort of makes me sit up and really take notice and this one really grabbed my attention as soon as I sort of heard it and it's yeah there's not much more that can be said I mean I think a lot of other podcasts have talked about this as well um, right. it's certainly struck a chord with a lot of people so mm. um, yeah they'll be basking in this um, you can actually get this for free they, they actually give away all their music for free this band so there's no excuse go out and get it now Bandcamp um, yeah um, so there's not a lot else we can say really this song's called Luxury Themes
when it comes to um, picking these tracks of the year, like you said earlier, like tracks you've listened to the most through this year, this one obviously grabbed my attention because it's kind of someone I know. Um, it's the songs about someone I know. So this is um, Schreikel IBT, which stands for Ian Boltthrower, um, which is a very clever pun, of, of course. But um, Kez has been on this podcast. Um, I know Bolty, who the song's about, from Stuck in a Name Studios. Known him for years. He recorded all, um, well, one of my band's old albums, uh, Flatlands. So the guy owns a amazing little studio in Nottingham. Um, sort of has gigs every week or so um, and they're always amazing always good atmosphere bring your own beer the atmosphere is always amazing this song's basically about grabbing a few beers going down and knowing that you can have a really good time and see some really good bands and I think that sort of comes through with the energy of this song and to be fair Schreikel's album is fantastic um, I really really like them like a two piece uh, from Nottingham just like reminds me of all of my favourite relapse bands I think that's what we've Said before, isn't yeah. it, Pete? Yeah, yeah, that's that. you kind of sum that in a well. Yeah, the the, the great, the, you know, the whole album is what you want from an album. Yeah, it's just you know, fun and fast. Uh, kind of you know dips into all that kind of, all those sounds we enjoy. You know, the the people in that band are obviously into similar range of music as we are, and and you know just kind of encapsulate everything that's good about it all definitely and I think Kez kind of proved on his podcast that he knows his stuff as well like he, he sort of went on about so many different genres like hip hop yeah. death metal black metal um, really really um, impressed me with his choices as well you know he didn't sort of just pick hey here's 10 death metal songs he's like right here's some dead can dance here's yeah. some weird think- weird hip hop and yeah it's cool. You know, before kind of, I, I knew of uh, Kez before I knew of his bands and and that. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I've met. I met him very briefly, but I don't really know. But the um, his his kind of, I, you, know, you could look for his writing in Terrorizer and other magazines before then because it, it's obviously well informed and kind of held similar opinions from you know musically, but also um, uh, politically as well and. He, he kind of he was on the on the button all constantly. I think he wrote a I cannot remember. You know, I, I forget now whether it was you know um, anti you know rising against the um, dimwits of metal kind of you know article for Terrorizer, which got pulled and was all over the internet got pulled because of the backlash and all that. And that was him, and that was way before I knew the bands he was in. So this track is obviously like a nod to Boltthrow and I don't think there's any sort of like um, lifted riffs or anything, but the um, the video for this sort of sums up that those lyrics like going down and being with your mates, it's like stuff about human pyramids and Buckfast and just having a few cans. So I just think, yeah, I, I want to see more of this kind of stuff really, like just a bit of a nod to the UK scene. I mean, it doesn't get talked about enough, but I think there's a real community like I know that if we went to Dreadfest again or if we went to Damnation that we'll just bump into a, like, a load of people that might not have even been in bands for years and years but they're still making pretty amazing music so I just like that community and I think we've been a part of that for a very long time. Yeah, and it's, I'd say as a, as a person who's never been in a band it's not just non uh, band members either is it? it's, it's people you kind of know and people you... 
um you just bump into it. i think we kind of we used to have this uh from when nine Arts forum for example and this is just an example um was was thriving in the kind of late you know um noughties we we could go to a, a stoner gig or a doom gig anywhere in the country and then you know not just us but anybody who was on that forum and you'd be you'd bump into people you know you'd go to london and you know, many, many people. You go to Nottingham, whether you meet them for the first time or you'd recognise them or you'd kind of, you'd, you know, you'd be already friends. And we've got that. Uh, I think the UK doom scene, and, you know, not that strike club, primarily doom, but the doom and, the, and you know, the kind of sister genres in hardcore um, and, you know, in, in whether death metal, black metal, and, all you know, that our sound has got this real kind of real close-knit feel close-knit feel sorry absolutely and it all um, crosses over and, and yeah and it is um for once not not for once it's been this before at times but it's not always this way it is in a friendly non-elitist uh, way so you don't have to you know it's not living up it's not people you know who knows who it's not who's in the who's in bands it's just a, a, an enjoyable um friendly scene and so long may that continue yeah and i think this kind of um is a celebration of that so yeah we'll, we'll listen yeah. to this i think the shrike album is self-titled isn't it so if people want to sort of look mm-hmm. that up they can it's on Bandcamp. um but yeah this is ibt or ian bolt for a
so we're um, we're here and we've um, got to number one um, of Pete's um, tracks of the year, and uh, it's Jot now, isn't it? It is. It's. I would have put money on this, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel I do feel like a bit of a fanboy for Jot, um, <laughs> and as much as I tried to suppress that, I'm in a top ten list, so I can't really do anything about that now. Um, I, I, you know, I've got to admit to what I love and. This is, you know, and I adore this album. Um, which, weirdly, and I think I need to get this in early, is uh, from what I can tell, even though we got we reviewed this way back earlier in the year and it was slated for a July release, from what I can tell, it hasn't actually been properly released yet. I, I can't find it. And I did check with the band that we were okay to play this song because I don't think it's uh, it's out there anywhere and they, they were fine with it. So just to put out that there before anyone thinks anything. Um, but yeah, they they make a there's something about them where which um, whatever they do kind of does kind of hits a mark with me um, and gives me a thrill which I you can't I can't deny no matter what, how much I want to kind of um, pretend otherwise because it, it, I do feel like I'm a, a, a one man champion for this band. Weirdly, after you sort of said that um, about the album not being out, I think um, I spotted something the other day. Um, in fact, it was last night. Um, Superfire Records, who put out most of Jotnar's stuff. Yeah. Um, the main thing he said, he's got, he had six albums out last year, which mm-hmm. some pretty good stuff there. So, like, um, Nothing Clean came out on. On there's another Skylock album as well, so that's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, apparently there's been a year of pressing plant issues with the Jotnar album, right. so it is right. coming out this year. Good. We just don't know when, and I, I don't really want to ask Kunal, um, who runs that label, <laughs> when it's out because it sounds like it's been an absolute pain. Um, yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, we look forward to this coming out, but it's great that we've been able to hear yeah. it for about a year anyway. <laughs> and it, it's, yeah, I've had it for months now, and um, I, the fact that it's. You know, it's probably it's probably in the wrong list. Therefore, it probably should be next year's. But it's it's my it's what you know it's my number one song of the year. And um, to be fair, the whole album it's it could be several of them on there. Um, we I think I think we played on an earlier podcast. I might be wrong. The first track, which is even further mark, which yeah. just kind of really grabbed me as soon as it played it. I knew that um, the album was everything that I hope for for a band I love um, and right through it every stage it, you know it has its kind of it, it, not ups and downs but it, it like ebbs and flows in terms of its styles it's really kind of um, it, it has a this, I don't want to say journey it sounds wanky but um, yes, <laughs> um, you know it has individual moments even though I associate John now with a, a particular particular guitar sound to be honest uh, it really does, you know, it has um, an evolution through it. Um, and Hermit, which is a track I've chosen, um, and it took me quite a while to pick which song I watched because it could, could have been several. Um, it's, it's the final one. And it's just this real... The way I feel about it, the way I kind of enjoy John now is... Um, I, I, this is where my non-musicality comes in. But actually, where I don't, I don't care if what I say is is incorrect it's there's an upward uh, uh kind of um it leaves on an upward tone yeah so even though the, what they're playing is uh 
what is essentially sort of black metal over hardcore kind of you know riffs and, and music it, it, it always goes up yeah and that absolutely. gives a, a real lift um and triumphalism uh real no matter what <laughs> i don't know I, you know I've said to you many times, I never hear lyrics. For all I know, they're saying the most morbid things in the world. But I, I don't care because it just leaves me in this happy, you know, I, I've, it just it invigorates me. And I really enjoy it. And then I'm going over the top. I'm trying not to go over the top with this. But there I am. I'm trying to, you know, this is my number one song. I, I really, the whole album really, um, I, I kind of, I, I get. And it, it, it feels... Uh, it feels right and happy, and I love it. Yeah, I think like you've hit the nail on the head there. It's quite um, sort of posy in a way. It's like yeah, a lot of um, it. I hate to say it, but it sounds like a lot of European screamo sounded about ten years ago. Some of it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you can sort of lift the black metal and the the sort of hardcore um, influence from this, and you've got basically what is like. European screamo stuff as well, like yes. um, yeah. so Funeral Diner and, and bands like yeah. that. Um, when I reviewed it, um, I was speaking to you about it, um, and I, I remember speaking to you about it. Before, you hadn't heard it because I was listening. Yeah. To it, and there was something um, I was trying to get a word. I can't remember, I can't remember what it yeah. was. Um, and uh, there was something you said, and, and it was a band, uh, um, Kaddish, which yeah. we might know they were from Scotland. Who were, uh, you know, they're not um, not really anything like John Hat, but there is a real association there. You know, screamoish. Um, it's just that urgent, that, um, yeah. quite not naive, but like um, quite free-sounding f- mm. spirit to and it. How yeah. it felt, you know. Yeah, and I, I get that from this. Yeah, should probably say Kaddish, um, Kaddish, whatever, how do you, however you say, it. they uh, they released a really good album this year as well. So I think it, it came in just just in <laughs> December. So yes. just a shout out to them if you're into another um, band that thought stuff like this. And they just uh, yeah. yeah, I thought they're gone, and that just appeared. I haven't listened to it yet. That's on my list to do. Yeah, I got sent the record about three weeks ago, and I still haven't put it on. So yeah, that's really bad of me. But um, yeah, that's reminded me to actually listen to that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I know it's going to be great. I mean. Yeah. Third or fourth yeah. album, but yeah, yeah. yeah. And that you know, that, that, I hope this genre, if it get you know, if it gets the press behind, it, not the press, not that, that matters. I hope it gets the momentum behind it that, yeah. when it does come out, because to me it's a really special album. Um, and I, I saw them live, oh god, probably last year. Now, last year, it's twenty nineteen. In I think it was two thousand seventeen. I saw them, and yeah. they were just as good. It doesn't, you know, I want it's. Abandoners just, I think, deserve uh, to have that momentum behind them, and this album should, hopefully, when it's released, give them that. Absolutely, it, it's it's that good. Yeah, definitely. Um, I actually, um, I was talking to the um, the host of Punishing Brutality, who were another uh, another podcast that I've listened to a lot this year, mm-hmm. um, and they were sort of asking for me for sort of any recommendations because. I think I got Imperial Triumphant possibly from there and a few other bands. A really good band called Casket Feeder, actually. Um, yeah. They they played and I was like, yes, this is amazing. And then I mm-hmm. subsequently saw them in Lincoln and they blew me away. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, they, they were asking for recommendations. So I was like, well, if you haven't heard them, jot now. Just like listen to that um, last album they did in 2015. And they were like, yep, this is right up our street. So yeah. we're spreading, then, yeah. spreading the message. Yeah, that was on. a Burn and Berry EP, I think. Probably, yeah, yes, yeah. Um, yeah. Which is which is great 
this takes it up. Even their demo is good, you know. So yeah, <laughs> what can you yeah, say? Yeah. yeah. So um, this is this is Pete's number one. Uh, we're going to talk about my mine after, but this is Hermit, uh, and it's hopefully off their upcoming album this year. So we were talking about um, submissions of music and stuff um, earlier on, and this one came in last January, um, possibly the first day of January last year, um, and it was like you play something and you you sort of sit bolt upright and you're like, wow, I, this I'm paying attention straight away. It's like 
the the best way I can say is this this track that I'm gonna play. It was like waking up to like a new year of music, and I I, I loved it, and I've sort of followed them all the way through this year. And this is Mole, by the way, we talk about um and their album Jord, but this song Penumbra is just amazing. I mean, I know I know um they sort of got interrupted by a fire alarm when we saw them at Damnation <laughs> Pete, but yeah. still pretty good, for, you know, up until about they halfway were, through. They were very good, yeah. Yeah, I think um, people didn't actually hear the fire alarm until they actually stopped playing because they were so loud. Um, <laughs> but great stage presence and, like, it's a weird kind of, like, shoegazy, weird sound, like, black metal-y sort of sound, but quite polished. But yes. it really works for me. I don't, I don't know what you think. Yeah, the, 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 you know, they're not my type of music, but I, I, I do enjoy them. I've got to say, I don't, they, I'm not, I don't want to knock them at all. Um, and I, I kind of did, I did drop off listening to this. I, I listened to it early, and I'd, I'd heard their earlier albums before. Um, uh, but halfway through the year, kind of, I realised I hadn't listened to them, and, and then we saw them um, in Leeds, um, and they were, they were fantastic live. They were really kind of engaging. Um, a, a lot of presence, and this, you know, you can get into the whole kind of post rock meets meets kind of you know the fringes of black metal, and and you get into the old death heaven arguments and all that type of stuff. And because they're fresh and kind of you know vibrant, it, it feels like it, you kind of avoid those. You kind of you know you circumnavigate them. Yeah, those arguments because doesn't really matter it's still you know it's still uh vitalizing music absolutely um, yeah and fuck all the kind of you know pigeonholing it's just good music for now you know like it'd be interesting to see where they go because i i, I wouldn't want them to settle into some t- you know like um and you know that whole art tangent post-rock thing is not for me yeah um necessarily but they they're still got at the moment you know they still have that kind of rawness which is which is um it's kind of impressive. essential when it comes to black metal it i guess is. you can't really leave it that is. behind exactly. can you yeah yeah so um yeah i did i did actually see them at art tangent and um i think art tangent probably deserve a little bit of a shout out because they've they've kind of strayed a little bit from the <clears throat> heavier stuff in recent years but last year's uh well yeah last year's festival was just full of really interesting little treats like so um part chimp um, pigs, 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 pigs. Um, Ren played like a midday slot, um, and yeah, Mole played on. Um, I think it was about one o'clock in the afternoon in bright sunshine. But mm. the the fake fog and you know their presence just made you forget that you were in a field in Bristol. <laughs> you know, it's like being in a dark club or something. So mm. absolutely amazing. And yeah, I don't think any album for me has really come close to. In terms of frequency and my, you know, listening habits, yeah, not a lot's come close. So, fully deserved from my yeah. perspective. And a shout, you know, out, a shout out to Holy Roar as well. Oh yeah, definitely. Consistently, one of the best out, you know, best uh, record labels in this country. Yeah. Which, and you know, year on year, there's always something. You know, there'll always be something in our top ten, and I don't think necessarily, you know, they're not. They, they they put doom albums out, but they're not necessarily in our sphere. But they will always find, you know, they're always it's always worthy listening to what they put out, even if it's not going to be something you totally enjoy. You'll you'll 
gain something from listening to what the, what it is. Absolutely, and I mean, if you think about what bands that they've been behind um, in the last year yep. or two, um, I think we're sort of talking like Kundra, um, Slabjagger. I think Ren, Ren I think Ren released on them as well, actually. Yeah, um, I think they split with Slapjagger, yeah, and or and uh, I mean even bands like Employed to Serve, you know, have gone you were you know, like Kerrang favourites who I I think are, are fantastic, amazing. Yeah. You know, not not necessarily nine earths fairness, but still um, yeah. Owns, it's, it's a great label. Yeah, Pine. Um mm. Yeah, uh, and obviously we we have to mention I mean I, I know that We've got sort of mixed opinions about about this band uh, generally, but um, Boss Kelloid, um I mm. I've been I've completely changed about their album this year. Like I, I did not like um, Herbie Enthusiasm initially. Um, just didn't didn't get on with it um, at all. And still don't really rate it. But um, her, what's it called? Uh, Melted on the Inch this year. Uh, yeah, blew me away uh, when I actually gave gave it a bit of time and listened to it properly. Yeah, um, I think I need to do that. Yeah, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of my friends were like, "You're mad if you've not listened to it properly." Yeah. And yeah, it's it's a real proggy kind of. I, I didn't want to put them on the list because I think everyone else has this year. Um, but, yeah, but um, yeah, they've got. I think it's Peru Peruque. I think the song is is just genius. Okay. They're like a proggy kind of. Yeah, I think they've they've moved away from like the the sort of the weed um, connection and the sort Danny of monkey. <laughs> yeah, and and anything like that into kind of like this weird proggy alternative yeah. band. So yeah, I, I really can't wait to see what they do next year. So maybe there'll be a track on on this next year. But yeah, we're getting bogged down. But yeah, uh, Holy Raw. If you if you haven't heard the majority of their releases this year, then just investigate because it's been really good. And that uh, Rod Tomasi album is. Amazing as well for a sort yeah. of pop album, yeah. you know, ten Love years in band. as a band, yeah. You know, a band yeah. we've kind of seen. Anyway, sorry, we're enough. <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, we Mole. can talk about this yeah. forever, yeah. But yeah, um, Mole, um, yeah, I'd, I'd recommend getting the album Jord. Um, but yeah, this is Penumbra from that, and um, yeah, we'll be um, investigating much more new releases uh, through twenty nineteen, and we're gonna have um, at least a guest a month. Um, so you can enjoy um, a lot of sort of insight into people's influences as well. So yeah, thanks for a great 2018. We'll look forward to 2019.